This is the definition of Pantarex, and you're tuning in to Drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Moe's. Your host, Big Mo here. I am excited today. I'm usually excited on days I do these interviews, but especially today because I have with me the definition of pain, the monster Terex. How are you doing? Oh, you know, like I said, better than some, worse than others, man. I'm still here, still alive. Yep. Any day alive is better than an alternative. That's but, what they say. Uh, yeah, that's what they say. Anyways. <laughs> but uh, first thing I like to start off with each of my guests with is asking what got you started as a fan and then what got you started in actually in wrestling well as far as a fan goes man just like everybody else i was a kid and i seen it on tv and it was awesome that's that's exactly what i wanted and like i knew since i was about six years old that's what i wanted to do was be a pro wrestler and how i got into it well to make a long story short i ended up getting into a car accident sued the person that made me crash my car use the money to go to wrestling school and buy my boots Hey, that's how it started. Hey, you know, if that nothing, nothing wrong with that. You know, we can get definitely get the money to to do it that way, especially with how expensive some of those car accidents can get. <laughs> I mean, the car accident it could have been worse, but I walked away just fine. So well, it was that, it was just basically the car that got hurt. Nah, yeah, no. Well, that's I good all things considered um i know especially in southern california with the sheer amount of independent wrestling out there um it, it can be hard for some people to stand out and i know you when i was down there with the navy in san diego i remember the first time I saw you come through the curtain at New Wave Pro and it being a part of the, the KOS. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I think I remember telling you before about how I remember being there the night you did the standing moonsault onto Ryan Kidd. And I'm like, how the hell did he do that? Yeah, as a matter of fact, that night I think I gave him four or five of them back. To you, back you know, I think you might be right. Yep, I do remember there was at least more than one. I don't remember oh, the there exact. Was, there count. was definitely more. I think there was four. I think there was four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you definitely gave him a few, and I just remember my job being on the floor. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. What what do you think makes you stand out amongst everything that there is out there? Because, I mean, for me, you being able to pull off some of those moves that, you know, most people don't think bigger guys can do, that immediately to me makes you stand out. That's, that's basically what it is, you know, like, I mean, there's a lot of big guys out there. Not everybody has my look like, yeah, I'm covered in tattoos and a lot of stuff too. 
my presence when I come out can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's just basically the way I walk to the ring, you could see the confidence in me. I know what I can do. Um, everything, everything along the lines of that. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry that I had a call coming in right there. That's all good. Can, can you hear the ringing coming through? Yeah, I can hear the, right, the buzzing. Me, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it I, I, can't, I can't get it to stop. I don't know. I've had it happen on on my phone, too, so it's all good. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah just my, my presence, the way that I walk through, uh, the confidence that I know what I can do, the way that I move and the way that I do things sets me aside from a lot of people um you basically mm -hmm. that that whole situation i'm sorry this call is coming through again one second yeah no worries okay oh there we go yeah my bad nah. sorry I, I had i had to change the screen to be able to turn it off <laughs> no it's all good but yeah no i definitely agree all those things definitely do make you stand out because I mean, like I mentioned with my experience seeing, oh, you still there? Oh, there we go. Yeah. It kind of switched out there. But yeah, like I was saying, the first time I saw you come through the curtain, you know, that confidence, that look, it was like, yeah, I'll, I won't lie. When you come through that curtain, you one intimidating looking dude. I used to, I had one of my exes and she used to come to my shows. She always used to tell me like, I absolutely hate when you walk through that curtain. Like I hate it. I'm like, why? She's like, that's the look you have when you are extremely mad and extremely upset. She's like, mm. so when you come walking through there, she's like, all I think is how pissed and how upset you are right now. Like, so. <laughs> so I'm like, that's good. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. No, that, that's a good Good uh, mindset getting you pumped up to get there in the ring. I know recently I saw you in uh, XPW's uh, California, their King of the Deathmatch show. And I'll, I'll admit that I, I, I still to finish it because, I mean. that's seven weekend, hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I when I saw you come out there towards the beginning when they had everybody come out, I'm like, oh, he's on? So I made it a point to at least stay up to watch your one. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, kind of a surprise to be on it, actually, because uh, I, I showed up to... I showed up to help make some of the weapons and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, one thing led to another. Somebody couldn't make it. Matt Tremont couldn't show up. And I happened to be there. And people were asking around. And I just see fingers pointing in my direction. And Rob Black came up and asked me if I was ready to rock. So that's how, <laughs> that's how I went down. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're there and you got everything ready to go, why the hell not? <laughs> But yeah, like, like that night, that night, Necro Butcher, like yeah. I've known him for quite a few years now. He, he sat down and told me, he's like, Jason, I want you to know you did everything right. He's like, you, you came with your gear, you left it in your car. You didn't get presumptuous and bring it in. 
He's like, you did what you did. And when they asked you if you had, if you had your gear and you were ready to go, you had your gear, you went and got it, you came in. That's what a professional does. You know what? That is true. You know, you don't, I can imagine, you know, if you went ahead and just brought it in, some people like, well, we know he, he isn't booked on the card right now, but he must uh, be kind of full of himself thinking, oh, ooh, I got my gear here. Yeah, no, the thing is, you always have your gear. Just leave it in your car. If they ask you to work, you go ahead and get ready to work. Yep, that would be the way to do it. Um, you know, with that being a deathmatch-centered show, are you planning on a lot more deathmatch shows? Oh, I've, I've been doing deathmatches pretty heavily um, for yep. about the last, last couple years for sure. Um, going to the gathering of the juggalos, I did a few death matches for them. Um, so like I'm I've, I'm already fully engaged in, in death match wrestling. Matter yeah, of fact, I, was... I have one uh, I have one on the 30th in San Diego at Fist. And oh. yeah. nice. I know uh, there was the picture. I think your profile picture on Facebook. I was like, okay, he's getting into the deathmatch stuff because it looks like you had those skewers in your head yep. yep the skewers sticking out of my head i've regularly done gusset plates to the head like yeah like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all the way in like i'm i'm ready to go that that's awesome like i know i've been lucky enough to interview one of my absolute favorite deathmatch guys in uh alex cologne I, no, I haven't got the opportunity to meet him yet, but that dude, that dude is one gnarly guy. Yeah, man. When he, like, just when he said that he was good to go to be on, I'm like, oh my God, this is actually happening. And then we did it. And probably one of my personal favorite interviews I've done so far. And he mentioned that he was investing in some new kick pads and when i asked him how much he said make me an offer and when i did well now i have for my man cave some signed ring worn alex cologne kick pads hell yeah so i'm good stuff oh yeah um with xpw are you thinking you're gonna get booked some more there because they're starting to um, I mean, I've, I've had, I've, I've, I'm not going to say I've been in complete contact with Rob, but like, you know, I've, I've talked to some of the people over there, especially after I did the match there at XPW being yeah. just being picked up and everybody was really surprised with how far I was willing to go. So I don't know mm -hmm. if you've seen where, like, after I was done, I was completely covered in blood. Like that's, that's one of the times I've been the most bloodiest ever. Yeah, nope. I I still remember seeing you after that that match you had in the tournament, and yeah, pretty damn bloody. <laughs> Let me tell you what, dude. That guy, Big Joe, Big Fucking Joe. That guy, that guy is a monster. That guy's a beast. Hell of a yeah. guy, hell of a talent to be in the ring with. He's he's an amazing talent. He's great at what he does, which is why he's like the big name over there in UK for doing the death match. Like that guy blows me away. Yeah, nope. I've seen a lot of his stuff online, and even more so now that I got the IWTV subscription. And 
all the things that they have on there. So, yeah, we met I, each other back in 2018 at the Gathering of the Juggalos. We spent actually a lot of time hanging out. That that's awesome. You know, it's always cool when some of the bigger names when you meet them, they don't uh, seem, I guess, full of themselves because they're some of them. It's like, you know, you hope when you get to meet them that it's like it's going to be a pleasant experience and you know sometimes you get it sometimes you don't but it's always good when you do right but uh i know (laughs) i've kind of joked with people with the xpw and they they even though they blocked me on twitter (laughs) i i get a laugh because i'm like okay but I I can't take it away from them, especially when it comes to the deathmatch stuff and a lot of their shows. Rob Black knows how to put on a, a spectacle. Yeah. So yeah, Mike, it's it, you know, he is he's got a vision of the way he wants stuff to be done. And when you sit back and watch the picture as it's being done, like sitting back and looking back after I've talked to him and heard like his kind of view on certain things that he wants in the way that it's done i sit back and i watch it happen and like i i'm just blown away i'm like never in my never in a million years in my head would i just come up with that especially if i'm not involved you know like if it's not something like i'm involved with like i can help agent a match yeah but it's a lot easier to get into stuff like if i know what i'm about to do or what i'm what i'm Hmm. about to get into so like agenting is cool but sometimes when you're agenting for somebody they don't have the same physical abilities as you do so yeah. it's stuff that i would stuff that i would call for myself in certain areas i can't just put that in for everybody so i got yeah. that's that's some that's where the uh the tough part of helping agent something comes in like I, yeah i can i can see that because you know it's easy to think of it when you're thinking of yourself and what you can do but it can be a little trickier when you're having to think of somebody else, especially if you're just meeting them that show. Yeah. I don't think I can. I I mean, I'm sure I could agent like if I really sat down and thought about it, but that's not a job like that. I have pictured in my head. Like if somebody asked me like, Hey, you think this would look good or you think this would be cool? Yeah. I can help facilitate with an idea. I was like, but helping like agenting to me isn't, is not my not it, like I don't see that being my job right now in, in any shape or form. Like I could help put stuff together, but I can't. I can't tell you everything you're about to do in a match. Like I don't. I don't want that. Like that to to me, that's going to feel like I'm either restricting you or I'm asking too much. Like because I'm I might be I might be saying things that you're like, well, why you know why why do that? You know hmm. for what? Like to them, it might not make sense. But then being an agent, you have to see a whole picture or to yeah. be. Yeah, to be uh, somebody that's in charge of all this, you have to see a whole picture of what you want from different people. You have to have all these, you have to have so many ideas play, in place and you have yeah. to know how you want them done. No, I got you there. Um, speaking of when you put your matches together, what are some of the favorite ones that you've had? Uh, some of my favorite matches? Yeah um like i'll go through the top few like that i can think of right off my head without y'all even having to think in the think tank much 
Um, yeah. I had a match. I had a match with uh, Willie Mack in Chino. What year was that? It was like 2011, I think. It's on YouTube. It's for I. It was for IWL. Okay. Phenomenal, fun match. Really, really fun. Um, like probably close to my number one. The first one that I had was a match at New Wave Pro Wrestling. It was in that same year of 2009 after I uh, did all those moonsaults to Ryan Kidd. Well, it was with me and B-Boy. Mm-hmm. Me and B-Boy had a match, and then uh, it, we had like a whole whole little series of things going on with that ended up tying in SoCal Crazy and Chris Cadillac being part of KOS. So another like the first match, the, the first match on my list is probably mine and B-Boy's first singles match. And then a close second or third is it was that cage match with me and B-Boy, mm-hmm. Crazy and Chris Cadillac. That you match know. was that match was insanely fun. Like that, that match was just so fun. And it was pretty early on in my career. So it was like I was young, I was real fresh, like I was willing to do a lot, and I could snap back like a rubber band. Yeah. Now now I need like a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, that, that singles match you mentioned with B-Boy, if I remember, I believe that I was actually in the audience for that one. I I remember that was a 27 minute match. Yep. I remember. And I unfortunately didn't get to make the, that seal cage one that you brought up because I was just getting back from, deployment at the time but i've actually talked with uh andy jassick who was one of the guys that ran the promotion and i've also talked with cadillac and socal crazy all about that match in particular yeah and yeah it was a that was a hell of a match <laughs> and i remember cadillac telling me about a particular spot, I believe, involving you, that they're like, really? Like, I'm trying oh, to yeah. I, I, I already know exactly what spot he's talking about. He was down, <laughs> he was down on his ass in the corner. And um, was it, did I, I can't remember if I put him there or he just ended up there. Oh, no, no, I ended up, I put him there. I gave him like this chokeplex over and he ended up in the corner. Then I went back to the opposite corner, came back and did a running front somersault onto him. And Mm. I just smashed the ever loving hell out of him. Like, (laughs) I remember, I remember talking about him. Like, is that what, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. I'm sorry. Let let me stop this call one more time. I'm sorry. Yep. No worries. All right. There we go. Yeah, no worries. I remember <laughs> Cadillac telling me about that spot, and I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, I imagine that was something else to see. <laughs> I remember the pop that we got from that. Like, I, because, like, when, when I hit people in the corner, like, I mean, I don't, I don't slow down. I don't stop. Like, I'm, when I'm, I'm running, I'm running at you. Yeah. No, and that, that is actually, I, I mean, you always hear when it comes to, like, football and, you know, I imagine pro wrestling the same. If you go full on, full speed, you're less likely to hurt somebody. But if you're, like, half-assing it, you mess something up and then, oh, there you go, you hurt somebody. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I've had people just like, I'd rather you hit me in a corner than a small guy. Sometimes small guys come at you rough. Like, I come at you <laughs> rough too, but like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, it's just, apparently it's, apparently it's good for everybody else. It always feels the same for me. It feels like I'm just hitting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I remember we talked, uh, Andy Jazik, he, well, he actually wanted me to say hello for him, but, uh, Oh yeah, no, that's my guy right there. I love <laughs> that dude. Yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty good friends. He, uh, he was one of my first zoom interviews. I believe that it was actually him and then SoCal crazy actually. Both really good friends of mine. Oh yeah. No, I remember I was with SoCal I was seeing people with that one shirt of his. And I'm like, hey, man, what, what would it take for me to get my hands on one of those? And he said, uh, send me your size and address. And I'm like, okay, how much do I owe you? He's like, eh, for family, you're, you're not paying me. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> because, yeah, like when it comes to the wrestlers I know is like I'm never gonna ask for something free but like if somebody's offering I'll be like it'd be kind of hard to turn it down you know <laughs> oh no I know exactly what you mean man like I I have tattoos all over my body and I know a lot of tattoo artists and that's how I fortunately got really good deals if not hooked up on most of them like I mean I you know it's it's you know you're a good person to somebody and stuff comes back to you yeah I never I never in my life asked for a handout for them but I've I've been sit chilling at their house and they're like you know what sit down we're gonna start tattooing all right so you know (laughs) it's it's kind of the same thing you know you have a friend in wrestling they make they have shirts this and that especially if you know them personally you don't have to, you don't, it doesn't even have to come to asking for something like you're just a good person to that person. And like, I'm telling like, it just, if you don't get a shirt kind of, that's, that's a dick move on the other dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now, no, now, I, I'm, now I'm just, now I'm just kind of talking shit, just fucking giving SoCal a hard time. Cause I love that dude. But, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, but, yeah. I love him like a brother, but uh, yeah, I actually, I wore that shirt proudly. I told them I was going to when my show got invited down to Warrior Wrestling when they had their show in St. Louis, which is not too far away from me. And, you know, I got to be a part of the fan fest. I actually got to interview Jonah. Okay. So that, that was fun. And, like, in all the pictures, I sent him a couple of them. I'm like, I told you I'd wear it. <laughs> but yeah um everybody has other interests outside of just wrestling i know for me outside of doing this podcast and youtube show like i collect autographs like the alex cologne kit has i know i got plenty of other wrestling related stuff i got signed action figures from lance archer and hangman adam page uh, 
what are some of your outside interests? Um, well, as of right now, I really don't have a lot of, like, I mean, I used to collect a lot of horror movie stuff and, and whatnot, but okay. a lot of my stuff, unfortunately, got stolen many years back, and I just haven't started a new collection, mm. but but what I do like are, are movies. Like, movies are my big thing. Like, I could watch, okay. and I watch all different kinds. I'll watch everything from musicals to horrors. Like, I'll, I'll watch I'll watch it all. Oh, some yeah. Things, some things I can even kind of look back. I'm like, I don't know if I should say I watched this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mama Mia, like the, the musical Mama Mia. You know, like, maybe I shouldn't say I watched this, but I did. <laughs> nope. I can, I can understand with, with movies, especially because um we were my wife and i cleaning out the garage at our house that just recently got renovated and i was bringing some boxes of mine down and down into the basement where my man cave is going to be and i completely forgot the amount of movies that i have <laughs> i got like a big ass rubbermaid tub just full to the brim and then another box that like i'm surprised i was even able to close it oh no i understand that i used to have two four foot tall towers that had four sides to them for dvds to fit in two big old things completely yeah. full then i had like a laundry basket full of other dvds not to mention all my vhs's that i had like, <laughs> I mean, like i had and i had every wrestlemania from one all the way up to what was it at the time 22 or something like that Ooh, okay. <laughs> like I, had a, I had a bunch i had everything oh yeah because like, oh, I, I bought i bought i used to buy them in sets like that's what i really i used to collect the hell out of wrestling dvds wrestling vhs's toys posters yeah. like you should have seen my room i was like 25 years old my room looked like i was 16 like i had posters from <laughs> ceiling to floor like i had posters everywhere and it was all on one wall, I had some movie posters, but three other walls was all wrestling. Hmm. And it was everything from, everything from pictures of magazines that I that I cut out all the way to posters. Like, I just had everything. All deathmatch stuff, because like, that's how I got into deathmatch, was collecting. Like, I would do trading uh, of recorded wrestling with friends in high school and middle school. Yeah. And one of my friends gave me an FMW tape. Hmm. And I went home and I watched that, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. So then I started looking at BJPW and I just started watching like all this deathmatch stuff and yes. just learning about all these death, different deathmatch wrestlers. And I knew that's something like I always wanted to do. That's awesome. And I, sorry to circle all the way back and kind of walk away from the question that you asked, but you know, <laughs> no, that kind of tied in right there with, you know, different interests. I mean, wrestling related, but not actually being in the shows. Yeah, that, that's back. That's actually before I was a wrestler. Like that's when I was a kid. Like that's yeah. Like, that's I, I started collecting stuff like that all the way throughout. But oh, yeah, movies. Other than that, it was always movies. Oh movies yeah, I remember. Oh God, if we go to wrestling DVDs, get grief. Like I got a big ass binder just chock full of them. I had to put them in a binder because on my deployment take up a lot of space oh god and like some of them that i have it's like 
I know one in particular, I mean, it's kind of taboo, I guess, to really mention this guy in wrestling anymore, but the the Benoit DVD that WWE did right, right after right after WrestleMania 20. Yeah. I fa- I found it in a Walmart like five dollar bin. I'm like mine. <laughs> yep. It, I mean, you can't find that damn thing anywhere. No, not unless you buy it from somebody who's selling it. They were a collector of some kind. So, yeah, that would probably be the only way to do it. And, I mean, I remember I got from documentaries that they did to, uh, you know, all the show DVDs. I got a, a handful of New Wave Pro. I got a handful of SoCal Pro. I got this whole set they did of the original XPW TV. Yep. All oh god, I got too many to count. I I'd, I'd need one of those big ass towers that if I got all the the actual cases together. Yeah, those cases take up a lot of space, man. No, oh, yeah. Nope. I've seen some that people have them. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like that's you know, unfortunately, that was some of the stuff that got stolen from me too. Man. I had a big, huge binder, and it was like almost every match that I had of the first like four years of my career, Ooh. all on DVDs. Yeah, oh, and what even would piss me off, what pissed me off even more was I heard the person tried to watch it and figure out it was like all wrestling, and they weren't into wrestling, so they threw them away. Oh damn! That. Uh... Oh, that stinks, man. But uh, to kind of round off the show, I have two categories. I used to call one the speed round, but it always ended up going a little long. So I just changed it to the name game. I named some people. I kind of tailor it to people you've shared the ring with in one way or another. Okay. And... You give me your thoughts on them. Yeah. First one, we kind of talked about him a little bit, but SoCal Crazy. Love sharing the ring with him. He's so smart at what he does. He knows how to work it out. Like, he knows how to work around everything. He's just, he's a really great talent to have. He's a really good person to learn from. He's a great person to listen to. Because, like, <laughs> like, how I talked about agenting earlier, like, there's stuff that he would ask me, like, so you think you can do this? I'm pretty sure I can do that. He's like, yeah, I thought you could. And then he would have a whole idea and it just, you know, it's, he's awesome. Like I, I have not a bad word to say about that, man. No. Yeah. Nope. I same, same here. I know when I interviewed him, I, I probably could have just said, tell, tell your story. And I could have just sat there listening the whole damn time. Yeah. But, uh, I know what you talked about with him. That's kind of something that a lot of my wrestler friends around here, at least with the the ideas and putting all that stuff together, I've been told by some people that you know you should you should be a writer because like I'm just coming up with ideas just just for fun. I'll be bored and I'll just start thinking up shit. 
that's cool. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. And actually, one time, I one of my ideas actually ended up getting used. It was a cage match, and one of my friends was in it. They were going for a title, and I'm like, okay, one of the ways to win the cage match, you're, you know, you get out of the cage, feet hit the floor. What if somebody, you know, you're trying to get out of the cage, they go and slam the cage door on your head, and, you know, everybody usually falls back. What if you fall forward, hit the floor, boom, you win the match? And that's what ended up happening. That's funny. Like, I know I've seen something similar to that. I can't tell you where or how long ago the amount of wrestling that I've watched. But that's like, I always, always an, an awesome idea. Like, that's because it's different. Yeah. Anything different. Any, anything different is a good idea. Oh, yeah. And the way okay, that I let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. Not anything different. It's a great idea. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> the, but you know what I mean. No, no. I, I know what you're getting at there. And the way I brought it up to him was, you know, this could be a way to continue the feud because it's like the person thinks, oh, it was a fluke and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there you go. You got a feud to continue there. And the funny thing about that is usually a cage match is a blow off. Yeah. So just, like the only thing you can do is escalate from there. What do you, you do? The dog, dog collar match? Like the only thing you can do is just move it up. <laughs> Next name on the list, B-Boy. B-Boy, my dog, man. He, again, not a bad thing to say. Another amazing person to listen to. Amazing person to share the ring with. Mm. Um, he's just a good person in life. Like, I've, I've hung out with him inside the ring, outside the ring. I've stayed at his house. He stayed at my house. Like he's met my family. I met his family. Like I, that's that's my guy. Like he's he's a great dude. That's awesome. I remember he was one of my favorites when I was down there in San Diego. And he just throughout the years since I came back to Nebraska has remained a favorite of mine. And the actually the very first independent wrestler T-shirt I ever bought was one of his. Yeah, I remember watching, I remember like finding YouTube very, very early on when they didn't have a whole lot of stuff on there. And some of the first matches that I found were of his. So I was watching him before I got into wrestling. Yeah. And then it's weird because like the first night we met, both of us swore to God we met each other somewhere. <laughs> we, 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 like, he's, he's like, we met before? I'm like, I, I want to say yeah, but not for sure. He's like, where do you think? Like Torrance is like, I was going to say Torrance, but I, we can't <laughs> remember what show it was. We can't remember where it was at. Maybe we met, maybe we met each other in a quick passing, but after, like right after that, literally we just started calling each other BFFs. We just started going to bars after shows, just like really hanging out. That's like, awesome. Yeah. He is an amazing guy. Like, that guy and an amazing teacher. You see some of the talent that he's pumping out there at level up. Oh. Oh yeah, I mean, like I've I've wrestled down there for him, uh, for his company a few, quite a few times, and every time he puts me with one of his students, like I feel like 
I'm being out wrestled here. <laughs> like I'm just, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I start. I start to get intimidated when I'm wrestling his students. <laughs> oh man, because I went to one of his training classes and I watched his kids and I just watching what he's training them. I have what hasn't been doing. And I look at it, I was like, dude, I'm going to be serious right now. If we were doing all this when I first started wrestling, I could do it. Now, I'm not doing all those front rolls, dude. I'm not doing those back rolls like that. I'm not, I'm not, I've, I've, you know what? My shoes are untied, bro. Go ahead and roll. I'll, just, I'll get in there in a minute. Yeah, he is, he's definitely got a great mind for wrestling and, He's he's a guy that I really want to get on the show at some point, but you know, with him coming back from the the injury and kind of making up for some lost time, I can understand him being incredibly busy. Oh yeah, like I mean, I I still I'm I'm still in contact with him. I'm not going to say on a regular like a regular everyday basis or anything. Yeah, but I, I, I'll, I'll hit him up. What's up, brother? How you doing? You know, everything good? Uh, you know, him and his wife. Like, I'm right. I, I was at there. I went to their wedding, man. Like, it, my, those are my people right there. Like, so I'll hit him up. Like, out of nowhere, just be like, how you guys doing? What's up? You know, there's, they're all really good people over there. That's awesome. Next guy on the list, and the guy that I wasn't sure I was going to find on the list because doing my homework. I'll go to different sites, find, you know, match lists and, you know, people that tag team with and all that. Now, now but, my interest is peaked. Now, now I'm really wondering what name you have here. <laughs> the guy that now goes by Max Dupree. I can't do that whole thing that he has Adam Pierce trying to do every damn time. But the guy that you used to go by eli drake oh yeah 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 sean rickard yeah his name used to be sean rickard yeah eli drake yeah, yeah he's he's awesome like I, we only tagged one match and that was an ewf like a long time ago yeah and I, you know i'm not i'm not gonna lie that was not one of my and it's not be it's not anything that he did or anything that i did or anything that our our opponents did. It's just our that night chemistry was off. Like it was just, it just wasn't. It just wasn't a great. I didn't feel personally like it was a great match. But you yeah. know, like I, it, it wasn't one of those matches where I'm like, I won't watch that. Yeah, I've, I've only had a couple of those where I'm like, I don't ever want to see that match. Like never. Yeah. Which if you don't have any matches like that, like why aren't you signed? Like everybody, <laughs> everybody yeah, everybody is gonna have a match where you're just like, you know what? Don't ever show that to me. <laughs> I know I got a bunch of my friends up here that I actually, one that I've now interviewed twice, we actually talked about one of those that he had, I believe it was at IWA Mid-South. And yeah, he, he even told me, yeah, I, I shit the bed on that one. Hey, man, you know what? I've been there. Like, I've been there where, like, because there's, I like I've been there not too long ago recently, but it was like I was exhausted. I had such a long weekend. I wrestled five times in three days in shows mm. that were about 70 miles apart from each other. Mm. So I was just I was worn out from driving. I was worn out from wrestling. Like, and on that last day, man, the last two matches that I had, nope. Mm. 
Yeah. The, the people that I wrestle shall remain nameless because I'm not going to put them out there. And yeah. It was all like, like I'm, I'll be straight up. One match, one match because it was a lucha match. It's been so long since I've been in lucha, and I was like, I was exhausted. Like, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, and lucha can be controlled chaos. Like, lucha can be very crazy. Like, yeah. you don't know where you're supposed to be. You don't know. So, like, that was also on me. I was tired. And, like, there was stuff where I'd be like, okay, so where do I need to be on this? Or, like, anywhere you want. Like, what? <laughs> like, what's that mean? Like, I don't know what <laughs> So, like, I was already confused yeah. going into that. I'm like, uh, what? Okay. But, like, <laughs> I had two matches that day. And the match earlier, I also completely shit the bed on that one, too. Like, the, the match was decent. But I, I blew some spots, which really kind of threw the match off. The only thing that saved it was we weren't in front of a wrestling crowd. It was a bunch of potheads at a weed show. So they didn't know <laughs> any better. Yeah, no, that, that probably saved that one for sure. <laughs> but anyway, Eli Drake, uh, amazing guy. Really, really good dude to talk to. I have not a bad thing to say about him. We've done shows in california vegas and i think arizona together um yeah like got nothing bad to say about him he's a great talent like he's no oh, yeah he's, just, he's good he's really good and the way oh, he yeah. is on the mic like it's amazing like i just look at him like just shut the fuck up dude like just <laughs> like, just shut up man i don't know if i was allowed to cuss but i just kind of i mean i'm navy veteran there's a reason they talk like uh talking like a drunken fucking sailor so i mean whatever <laughs> we're right on <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know i just hear him talking like dude i can't i can't talk like that on the mic as a matter of fact that's my least favorite thing to do which is probably not my strong point for tv like mm. i think like, if, if anything were to really hold me back from tv especially in like anything in, in particular i don't like to talk like, unless i'm yelling at you and telling you shut the fuck up or say whatever it is that i want to say real mm. quick like yeah. having a promo is not my favorite thing to do it's not that i don't feel natural doing it or i don't look natural doing it or i can't sound natural i don't feel natural like it's almost like i have mm. to think about it like i have to think about shit when i can just go out and i can talk shit or i can say what i want like it just flows freely i don't have to think about it yeah no that makes sense i know i mean that would be a thing that you could have uh, a mouthpiece for. Like I know I've actually talked with uh, for the show, uh, a guy that I believe your manager over there at one ring circus, Enoch. Yeah. Talk to him and you know, perfect there. You got the mouthpiece. That's what I, that's what I told him. I'm like, I'm, I'm so glad that you're talking for me. Like I don't just say whatever you want. I don't care. Just say it. <laughs> awesome next guy on the list a guy that i actually met down in st louis i actually wasn't expecting to see him there because he wasn't originally advertised brian cage brian cage i've known him for quite a long time again hell of a guy especially for his size the stuff that he can do is, and he oh, you know he always told he always told me back when we used to do shows, what was it 2000, 2009, maybe 2007, maybe something like that. And uh, it, it might have been a little after that, and dates are off. 
But uh, we used to do the back when it was called the NWA Showcase mm. back in Hollywood. And it's now been changed to Championship from Hollywood because they distanced themselves however they did it from NWA okay. or whatever yeah. the case is. I'm not going to speak on that because that's not my area. But yeah, it was back for them. And we used to do shows. And like that's back when like he was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. He's like, my goal is to be the only big dude out here that can work. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? Absolutely what he told me is absolutely what he is. Yeah, he, became a, he became an absolute brick shit house that moves like that moves like a cruiserweight. Like it's insane. I, oh yeah, no, I remember that show in St. Louis. That was the first time I'd ever actually been able to see him live. And I mean, already impressive to watch like on TV, but you know, seeing him live and pulling off some of that stuff, you're just like mouth open the whole time <laughs> yeah you know i'm gonna be honest too that's another name that's actually uh surprised me that you pulled out because i think we only had one match together maybe two yeah yeah like so yeah man you're, you're surprising the hell out of me with these last two names i'm like damn wasn't expecting <laughs> those caught off guard and yeah those like- are, what's cool about that is those aren't names i get asked about every day and like it's not something yeah. that I always just, it's not always something that I just sit and I think back on, like the stuff that I have done, who I've yeah. been in the ring with, stuff that I have done, you know, like it, it's not every day that I can just think about some of those obscure ones that I actually did, whether, yeah. I, whether I liked the match or I didn't, but it's just yeah. not something I get to sit back and think about a lot. Oh, yeah. And like I said, doing, doing my homework, I tried to go like, okay, I got my ones that I know right off the bat I wanted to talk about like SoCal Crazy and B-Boy and then I'm like okay I want to find two like I'm just looking through the list and you know those last two Eli Drake and Brian Cage is like those ones just jumped at me I'm like I found my other two yeah that's that's a good last two man that was really surprising (laughs) that's awesome all right, next last category I got. Kind of random question around. Some might be wrestling related, some might not be. But you know, right. you how you see fit. All right. First one. Craziest in match moment. Craziest in match moment. I don't um well i guess naturally i'm gonna have to go with uh the first time i actually used gusset plates because uh <laughs> man it was just kind of messed up like now i feel like i'm just well i mean everybody knows about what we do um my uh my blade got stuck in my wrist tape and i couldn't get it out Oh no! And then I, I had I had two of them, and one on each side, and I couldn't get either one of them out. So we had a board of gusset plates, and I just grabbed the gusset plate, and I looked at my opponent who was Insane Lane, and well, he was one of my opponents. It was me, Insane yeah. Lane, and BC Killer, and I just grabbed the gusset plate. I was like, "You're gonna have to hardway me," and he fucking he got the gusset plate out of my hand, just put it to my head, and gave me the elbow, and it didn't stick right away, and it fell down, and once I just dropped and hit my knees, the blood just started flowing. Oh boy. <laughs> I like I was not expecting it to be just gushing like that. I mean, I didn't freak out or nothing, 
but it just came down like a waterfall. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, and like he went to go put it up to my head again. I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm good. <laughs> I was that, like, but ever since then, ever since then, now I'm just like, count it in there, bro. Just get it in there. <laughs> that fits right with the question. I know I remember first time I saw a match where the light light tubes got used and once they came back they were outside when they came back in i was sitting down and the guy that got hit like got hit again and he spun around and he was like covered in blood and it just like all over my shirt on the phone on my pants and shoes that's good stuff that was that was one of the crazier ones I've seen. Next yeah, one. Man. Oh no. Oh, you, no I, I was gonna say, yeah, man, light tubes, light tubes, I love to use them, but man, they can uh they can really make you bleed. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Next one. Favorite food. Favorite food. Um, I'd have to go with probably Italian food. And then a hot running second is either Thai or Chinese. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm partially Italian food. My wife always jokes with me every time we go to Italian food restaurants. I always get lasagna. And I'm like, I, I like lasagna. <laughs> like now, see, don't get me wrong. A burger and a steak at any given time. Mm. Like at any, any given time. Now, like, if I'm like, you know what, let's go have something, like, different. Let's go have something, like, good. I'm looking yeah. for something like the top. I mean, I can, there's a good, there's good steaks that you can definitely go get. Oh, which yeah. Because, like, you, you can't always treat yourself to a great steak. But let me tell you what, when you do, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. But that, that's, I mean, that's just, that's just American right there. Like, oh, yeah. Like, burgers and steaks, like, that's, what else do we got? Oh, that's yeah. us. That is oh, us. Oh, yeah. I know you, you brought up Thai food. I remember first time my now wife and I went to order Thai food. And I, <laughs> I joked with her and I, I mean, I thought I was funny. But I just said, I've had Thai food in Thailand. And she, <laughs> she just looked at me like, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, it's, it's just called food there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we we stopped there on deployment and yeah, it's just a, it's just a story of a little joke little dad joke i guess that a I little like. dad joke a little dad joke you know <laughs> i mean i'm the type that i'll like i remember when i used to work with kids that had behavior issues and we had to have them separated from the group, I would like to try to, I guess, speed along the process to get them to want to get back in line. I'd, I'd randomly say some stuff that's just like, they look at me like, oh God, can you just stop? We'll, we'll let's do what we gotta do. And Ooh. one of them was like, do you, do you know what, do, do you ever wonder what they call French toast in France? Do they just call it toast? I mean, well, I have no idea. Did you even <laughs> serve it? 
<laughs> is, is that even really a French dish? I, I, you know what? I don't think it is. <laughs> Next one on the list, you being a wrestling big man, who is one of your favorite wrestling big men? I got two. Like two are my all-time favorites that make me want to do or made me want to do what I do. And that's Bam Bam Bigelow and Yokozuna. Mm. Two of the ones that I was actually thinking of off the top of my head. Bam Bam Bigelow, one of my all-time favorites. And Yokozuna was actually in the first ever WWF at the time, but first ever WWE show I ever went to. I was right by the entrance, and one of the matches was Yokozuna versus Big Boss Man. Right. And, like, me being a little third grader at the time, Yokozuna walking right by me, like, from me to the door to the room I have here. And I'm just like, oh, my God. (laughs) But, yeah, like, also uh, another one of my favorites, just because he was a damn madman, was uh, Bruiser Brody. Oh, God, yes. One of my absolute all-time favorites right there. And I've been told by a few people that I remind them of Abdullah the Butcher, which like I've always I've always been a fan of like the way he works and everything, but that just wasn't one of my earlier guys that I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. The, the guys that I looked at is like, that's what I want to do was Bam Bam Bigelow and Yokozuna. Awesome. Next question, another wrestling related. Well, my last two were both wrestling related, but what is the one weapon? that you would like to avoid being used on you in a match? Uh, skewer boards, skewer, uh, like anything on like, uh, like shit, even the pool, like because people will do pool noodles with skewers all through it. I don't want to be hit with skewers like that. Like you can pound them into my head, but I don't want to land on them. I don't want to be hit with them like that. Like, I don't, I'm not that big of a fan of them because once they're a single thing like that, they can snap off real easy and it just snaps mm. off inside of you and then it's stuck. Yep. You have to really dig it out or you have to wait for it to work its way out. Mm. So that's not my favorite. Like getting impounded in your head is whatever. It yeah. hurts. It hurts <laughs> like hell. But yeah, I, I imagine. I know, I know Alex Cologne, I talked to him. I asked him that same question. And he brought up toothpicks. Yeah, toothpicks too. Like that's on the same level as skewers, like like singular skewers. Yeah, I don't want toothpicks either. Yeah, I watched I watched BC Killer get hit in the head with like this toothpick bat thing, and man, I just seen like six toothpicks just stick off into his head, and he just had these toothpicks sticking in his head. I don't want it. Yeah, I remember when I was talking with Alex Cologne that I was like. And I can see why you would say that because, like, you get hit with one wrong and then, like, the wrong – you try taking it out and the wrong part breaks off. You got that damn thing stuck in you. Hell, yeah. And having something stuck in you like that hurts. Like, when when it's stuck, that shit sucks. Like, having glass that just sticks in you. Like, because there's times where you'll have glass in you and you don't even know it and you'll bump it on something and be like, ah, what the hell? Yeah, I can just, just the other day. Just the other day, I was scratching my back and my back started bleeding, and a piece of fucking glass came out of it. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I had no idea, <laughs> but, you know, it happens. 
Yeah, I, I can see I, that happening, especially with the way glass can kind of splinter into all those different small pieces. You know, you can get one kind of in there and, you know, you wouldn't even think about it. Oh, yeah. All right. Last question. Best advice for any aspiring wrestlers? If this is really what you want to do, listen to the people that are teaching you. Don't, I mean, know who you're learning from in the first place. Yeah. Um, listen to what they're teaching you and stick with it. It's not going to be easy. It is definitely not easy. Like, but th if this is what you want to do, no, we all hurt later down in life. Like everything hurts always. But yeah. this, like, I mean, it's it's a passion. Like, I, you can't just stop something that you want to do or that that you love to do. Like, mm -hmm. it's just no matter how bad it breaks you down, no matter how bad you feel, you just can't. Something that won't let you stop. So if it's yeah. what you want to do, just keep going, push through it, do what you got to do. And you'll be wrestling in no time. Awesome. I know that some of what you said about listening, a few of the people that I've asked that question to, one of the most common answers, I think, besides you, maybe one or two other people have given me different answers that they all say basically, mouth shut eyes eyes and ears open yep and what you're I mean, told. oh yeah and i mean you can use that pretty much anywhere really like if you're getting into a new job keep your mouth shut eyes open listen to the people that have been there for a while and you'll you'll figure it out yeah and i mean obviously if you have questions i mean you gotta ask the questions but you know for the for the most part if somebody's telling you how to do something mouth shut eyes and ears open yeah all right well that is about all i have i want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me and want to give you the time you know where can people find you on the social medias and you know let people know if they're in your area where they can find you for a show you know come see you live let's see um you can find me on instagram at definition of pain all lowercase um, you can find me on Facebook under Jason Hunt. Um, yeah, um, my next few shows I have are down in San Diego. Um, I got one July 9th down at Fist. I've got a death match on July 30th uh, for Fist also. Um, I have uh, One Ring Circus on, I believe it's July 25th. Uh, down in Santee, also in San Diego. Most of my stuff right now is in San Diego. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me and that's where you can see me do my work. All right. Like I said, thank you for taking the time to talk to me and best of luck in all those shows. Right on. Thank you very much.